You've got a passion for the outdoors, a desire to feel the warm sun on your face, the sound of your fly line whipping through the air, the pop of the water as the fish inhales the fly you just found in the floorboard of your truck. You need to feel the cool waters on your feet, the crisp north breeze of a November morning, the sound of a turkey gobble, the December rut, the chills of an elk bugle in September. It's the longing passion to chase your obsession. This is what we share. This is what we preach. Welcome to Honey Hole Hangout. What's up, everybody? What's going on? Hey. Oh, oh Zach, you <laughs> I did it again. Wow. <laughs> Dang. Two weeks in a row. I know. Hitting that mute button. Well, I was, just, I was really into my drink. Today we have myself, Landon. We have Zach. Yep. We have Gabe. What's up? And we have a special guest, a fan favorite. The one and only Mr. Drama Lupe. What up, guys? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. You guys, I got to say, y'all did a great job of making sure that you had all the important guests on first before you got to the meme Instagram guy. You had all the, the guides, the conservationists, the people that have actual important things to say. <laughs> and then it's like, ah. Uh, I guess we can get this guy. No, on this was gonna, this no, was gonna be a big. No, one. this is gonna be. This, this is a fan one. favorite, and All I can right. already like feel the listeners, even though it comes out in a week. I can feel their wheels turning. Like, oh, what's this guy sound like? Exclusive. Who is he? Right. What? Uh, <laughs> where do I know him from? Yeah. What's what's going on? So, uh, we are going to talk with Mr. Dramalupe in a bit about memes. It's gonna be great. Yep. Important but, stuff. But first, it's <laughs> hard. Hey, it's a man. It's investigative yeah. reporting. Right, we're, we're attached to this thing more than just about anything else. So. <laughs> but first, we have Summer of Mixing. Summer of Mixing, baby. Gabe, what did you bring for us today? I felt like it was a. a it's pretty trashy. Yeah, I felt like it was a fitting thing with Mr. Drama Lupe here to have such a drink in okay. tow. Uh, we are drinking a. I don't even know the name of it. It's making it's the so rounds. Stupid. What would you name it? I don't you, know. Okay, I just thought of this. Actually. Okay. What do you got? Doing Brew. Do, do and, and brew. brew. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Yeah. Do and brew. That's, That's why nice. you're the meme guy. That's yeah. What I mean. yeah. Like it's that, it's yeah. that quick. That quick. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I like it. I would have gone with Mountain Piss, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's Mountain Dew and Bush Light. So yeah. do equal the, parts. Do the ingredients stipulate that it has to be Bush Light? That's okay. what. That's kind of the videos are making the round. They're using Bush Light, but I I feel like any trashy beer would be fine. I I mean, it's Dew and Brew. I mean, right? It's Dew. It's just like you you know what it is. You just yeah, I know what's in there. Yeah, Dew and Brew. Bush Light, equal parts Bush Light and Mountain Dew. I I like it. I don't know. I don't know why I like it. No, it's nothing. I've kind of tasted. It's not how you would think it would taste. No, it's it's made Bush Light a million times better, and it's made made Mountain Mountain Dew better. better. I like Mountain Dew. I, mean, I like Mountain Dew. I don't love Mountain Dew. Code, I have one Code Red's my go-to. Not a Baja yeah, Blast guy? Ooh, Baja Blast. Mm, yeah, but that's, I mean, that's... Can you be a Baja Blast guy when it's so limited? How's it limited? You literally go to any Taco <laughs> Bell and it's there. <laughs> but it's Taco Bell exclusive, right? right. Yeah. You know. Maybe we should cup. do this. But what about a Baja Blast in here? Oh, a Baja... What would we call that, Mr. Drama Lupe? Baja Blast and Bush Light. You got to take it fishing, and it's a Baja Blast and Cat. <laughs> oh, yes. Ooh, wow. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Uh, that's why he's the pro. <laughs> he didn't the even Baja think Blast about that. He already had that ready to go. Yeah. Crap. It, I, I don't know. It's it's different. You, It's kind of sweet, but then you get kind of that foamy Let's just be fizz. honest. It tastes like beer. You get a hint of beer, 
and it you get a hint of Mountain Dew. And that's what it tastes like. I'm embarrassed by how much I'm into this. Is yeah. this kind of like a ghetto version of Four Loco? If you couldn't get any ghettoer, then Four Loco already is? Yeah, but it has like half the alcohol content of a Four Loco. I mean, how how, so. how big, how much is, how much alcohol content is a Four Loco? You know, if you get a little Everclear to it with the Bush Light and the Mountain Dew, then you get, you get up there. I don't know. but That is true. This is what, half a beer equivalent? Yeah, it's half a beer. So like, and, and we have you'd have to really put so this like, back. It's like two percent alcohol. Yeah, but I could see like cutting <laughs> the grass. That's too much Mountain Dew. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this is this is uh, oh, if you're cutting the grass, cutting the grass, yeah, and then drinking this, the yard, yeah. drinking, <laughs> he's <laughs> doing brews. People are seeing him pour the Mountain Dew in the <laughs> yeah. bush into his Yeti, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I want to introduce everybody I know to this. It's a weird one, right? It's not bad. No, it's great. It's, it's the opposite of bad. Especially since it's so hot outside, I can see it on there, but I, I don't know, like, at what point should you just drink a whole beer? The problem is it's not the beer, it's the Mountain Dew. Like, there's only so much Mountain Dew I can handle. So you're saying if someone brings Bush Light to a party, you're be like, okay, I'm just going to bring Mountain Dew. <laughs> no, you just you drink one to get the tone set, okay. and then you switch to whatever preferred drink is after that. It's like drinking a Red Bull before you go out or something like oh, that. Yeah. It's like the pre-game. This is the pre-game. Yeah. If I know I'm going to drink crap beer, it's my pregame drink to get my 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 mouth <laughs> ready, my flavor profile going. That I'm just going to be drinking crappy stuff all day. You know, some guy out in a trailer park was probably like opening up the fridge and was like, "Oh man, I only got half a beer, Bush Light, and Mountain Dew. I don't yeah. want to drink beer." So I had a buddy tell me that because I showed him the same thing, and he said, "I've heard this drink before, and it was something that came, I don't know, Ireland or." Whatever from somewhere. Ireland, it was like there was supposed to be some bike race, or there was a guy, there was a group of guys that were that were going bicycling, and they went to a bar, and the bar was out of stuff, and they just said, "I don't care, we're just you know we're thirsty. What do you have?" And this guy made this drink, and supposedly this is kind of what it's supposed to be. And I've heard, I've heard that Mountain Dew was made for uh, mixing stuff anyway. Back in the day, it was for mm. you know, whiskeys and all of that. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is on there, but you're right. It's, I, 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 yeah. If I had, if I happen to have crappy beer in the fridge that I just don't want to go bad, I think I would do this just to feel better about not letting it go crappy bad. beer go bad. Yeah, yeah. It sees dates as far back as like 2013. Okay, for this, for beer and Mountain Dew mix. I don't know. They're not calling it Dew and Brew, are they, though? Oh, no. they see yeah. that. And then there's a Mountain Dew drop-in, which is a beer where you drop a shot glass of Mountain Dew. I've seen that. Yeah. But. See, this could, there you go. That, I mean, you named it here first, so you have every right to it. The Dew and Brew. Once you throw it online, it's yours. That's actually that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty Put much it up. Goes. Drama Lupe. You heard it for you here first. All right. <laughs> Man. It's already a history-making episode. Right. Naming naming drinks. So, have you guys done anything this week? Did you guys do anything this weekend besides stay inside because it's so hot and miserable? After Zach's report, fishing report, I mean, I don't think that we wouldn't catch fish. I just don't want to get a brain-eating amoeba or some weird bacteria on a on a cut on my leg. Yeah. Yeah. But have you been fishing? I have actually. Or monkey yeah, pox. I took a day off this past week and do you guys know the Foul Street Bridge spot in New Braunfels? Mm-hmm. It's in right in the heart of New Braunfels. Okay. Great place to go on a weekday, especially during the summer. There's a few pretty deep holes, kind of honey holes, and then there's a few just regular spots that holds um 
Rio Grande cichlids, uh, sunfish, Guadalupe bass, a couple other species there too. Um, and now that it's technically Lake Dunlap, now that the lake is drained, you can walk all the way from Faust Street to even past like the boat ramp. So it's all weightable up and down. So that's a pretty good spot. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, to go did to. You do, did you do well? With the heat and everything, or did you like go out in the morning or? Yeah, I went really, really early in the morning just with a three weight and had a pretty decent morning. And then right at the very end, there's a spot that you can fish from. If you swim across the, the water out to the dam, you can get a really good back cast and kind of open up your cast to get some distance. And I hooked into a fish that I was not prepared for <laughs> on this three weight. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, at first, I thought it was a log. I'm like bring, stripping in a log. And then when I realized it was a fish, I thought for sure that it was a catfish because it was just dead weight, couldn't get it up to the surface. And then after probably literally like four or five minutes of fighting it, I saw that it was a really, really nice bass. Yeah. Big, big bass on a three weight. Oh. You know how you have, do y'all have a friend that's like, oh, I had to take it to the reel. Oh, I always, <laughs> I, it was taken drag. I took it to the reel. This fish what did go to the reel. And it was almost funny how textbook it was because as I have the rod over my head and I'm trying to grab the leader so that I can lip this fish, he spit the hook. Oh, so I, I didn't, I didn't quite get that that money shot of, of holding the fish and everything. But it was a honestly a how LDR, big do you think it was? Four pounds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if you touch the leader, that's that's a landed fish, isn't it? It's landed fish. Uh, it was it was LDR long yeah. distance <laughs> release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. those. Yeah, I was I was up at uh, Atlanta a couple of weeks ago, and I was surprised how much you know was didn't look as dry as I was expecting it to look. The yeah. water was moving really nice. There was fish in there. It was over the grass. I feel like the grass has kind of grown up in there pretty good the last year and a half, two years. Landa is a really, really tough place to yeah. fish. Yeah, the water's crystal clear, and um, those fish have they feast on crawdads all night long, and so you can't you can't feed them anything else. So if you're catching full. fish at, at Landa, you're you're doing something right. It's it's literally like on the on the long river walk stretch mm -hmm. and just heavy nymphing big stuff through and just kind of staying away from the sidewalk area so they can't see you and you know waiting for something either you you got hooked on those rock piles with the with the fencing or you do have a fish on and that's that's the only way I've seen to be able to cast on this on those bigger straightaways it's so much harder you know it's usually just nymphing something really heavy a balanced leech or something and just letting that current just take it and just back away and then you just catch catfish all day, right? All day, catfish oh, for and, life. Oh, and that bass that I just told you all about, guess what I was using? Squirmy worm. Black woolly bugger. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. That's, what I had, that's what I had resorted to after I had changed out four or five times. Classic. Right. It always works. It does. That's always a good one. Like, like when you're frustrated because you're like, I'm not catching anything. Throw that on. Yeah, no, that's a good question. What is y'all's, like, last resort fly? Slump buster. A slump buster, okay. That's a great fly. It is. It's so yeah. good. And I love that. I mean, the name's perfect, too. That's probably half the reason why I put it on there. What about you? What I'd say a clouser. A clouser? Pro probably just like a classic chartreuse and white clouser. Do you like heavy eyes or do you like bead chain eyes? So before I'll throw a clouser, I'll actually throw a home invader, which is like a clouser on steroids. It's a big, beefed-up streamer with a big... Big lead eyes that's designed for getting really, really deep. But it looks kind of like a clouser. It's yeah. just a big clouser. So I'll, I'll probably throw that first if I have the right rod before I switch to a clouser. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Gabe? Size 16 parachute atoms. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> dude, stop. 
Stop. If you can't catch on parachute Adams. If you can't catch, catch yeah, yeah, if you can't catch catching, on parachute right? Adams. No, I I would say a black woolly booger or or a closet. Is it your last like. ditch? Yeah. But even then like I don't have that many in my box anyway. So I don't know. It's just kind of maybe squirmy worm. I'd have to say mine's a swamp monster. Yeah. If I yeah. can't catch a fish on a swamp monster, I'm just Yeah, what the size? day's over. What's like size? a six or an eight. Yeah. Just treble hook the thing. That's a little <laughs> black. It's a black fly with green, uh, like yellow eyes, right? Yeah, yeah, yellow eyes. And it's got yellow, a yellow uh, yarn wrapped around the body. Yeah, that's a great fly. Yeah, one of Kevin Hutchinson's flies. Yeah, yeah, it's it's my go-to. If I'm not catching fish, and if I don't catch fish on it, then I'm just like, all right, it's I'm not done gonna anyways. happen. Yeah. yeah, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, you got to size down once your confidence starts to shrink a little bit. It's like, <laughs> all right, just give me anything. I also yeah. like the Rio Getter. Yeah, Rio Getter. I can catch okay. anything. Feels yeah. like on a Rio, Rio Getter. Um, a Brim Reaper. I don't know. See, yeah, your own nymph. I don't have a problem. That's a tight name for a fly. Shut up, Gabe. The Brim Reaper. Yeah, dude. Dude, dude. <laughs> it's so great. It's so tiny, but it definitely, you know, that probably over anything. If I'm like, if I haven't caught anything, and I'm like, I don't care if I catch the world's smallest bluegill, I'm going to catch some something today. I'll throw on that little Brim, like an all-black Brim Reaper. Sick. Yeah, dude, it's, it's money every time. Um. So let's move into... Okay, so first, Gabe, we have a new YouTube video out. Yeah, we did. I, it, we did. It came out really good. I was I was surprised on the yeah. uh, Master Splinter. Just you and I talking. I appreciate that because I think a lot of there's a lot of other videos where like, you know, the the vice is right there, and you see more of the guy than you can of the fly he's trying to tie. You know, I, and I hate that. So, uh, but I also don't like when it's all up front. They don't say anything. They're not talking about anything. So, dude, I think that was awesome. I enjoyed I enjoyed doing that, yeah. and it came out really good. We did, like, podcast-style fly tying video where Gabe is tying the fly and explaining how to tie it, but I'm sitting there asking him questions about the fly, like, when do you use it? What was your biggest fish on it? Like, and he's showing techniques, and he actually showed me some techniques I'd never seen before. So I'm commenting on that, and I think it was, like, much more enjoyable. It flowed really well. I, was, I didn't know if it, it would flow in that, in that type of uh, scenario. But, man, it was good. It was fun. I look forward to putting more up. And then uh, Joe Cermelli was yeah. super nice to us today because we posted that video on Instagram. And I'm always kind of, like, weird. I feel weird about tying someone else's fly and making a video about it. But we wanted to make sure that we gave him the credit because it's his fly. And I tagged him in it, and he shared it, sent us some messages, and was, like, really complimentary of it. Like, this is a great bass variation of the fly. Yeah. Shared our video. It was super nice. So, shout out to him building the community. It was awesome. Who's yeah. the best uh, fly tire out of you guys? Gabe. Probably, yeah. How many ties, how many flies a week per month are you tying? I've been doing this for 15 years, and I'm I'm at that level where it's just like it tapered off quite a bit. During COVID, I thought I was going to tie a lot, and I put the stuff on the kitchen table, and it just sat there for two years. So I think it's just, you know, when you got into the sport, and you're hitting it hard, and you're fishing all the time, you're tying all the time, you're looking at all the videos, you're, you're, you're doing all of that. I think I just kind of got burnt out and kind of just, okay, I know how to do it. It's great. And with this and, and you know, talking with the guys more about, you know, doing fishing trips and stuff, I feel like recently I've gotten back into wanting to sit down at the bench and tie, not just the fact that, oh, we're going fishing tomorrow. I don't have very much. But I do a lot of donations with, you know, casting recovery, real recovery. There's a, a guy, a group out of, um, out of Indiana. They do uh, the tie-a-thon. And so you tie 100 flies 
uh, and then you send it up to them. And they usually have, they actually have one day, I want to say in April, where you can go up there and they all congregate and they'll tie for, you know, they're there for 10 hours. You tie your 100 flies there and they have guys cooking breakfast and lunch and dinner and big, you know, brisket stuff. So I've been invited a couple of times to go up there and just haven't done it, but I've done that for several years. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I was hardcore. I mean, at least for seven years, like I got a tie, I'm going up to, to, you know, to, uh, sportsmen's or to living waters, you know, twice a quarter to buy stuff. And, you know, with Instagram and, and YouTube, um, you can definitely go down that rabbit hole, checking stuff out, checking new, new stuff. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm getting slowly getting back into it, but I got I've amassed in this time frame so much materials that I don't need to buy anything. Or there's been times where I've gone and buy bought stuff lately where I went home and I had like two of them already. <laughs> yeah, so I've done that. Uh, Mr. Dramalupe, you were saying that you tried time for a little bit. Yeah. So every fly fisherman gets this idea in their head, like, oh, I'm gonna start tying flies. It's gonna be sick. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a, a master. I'm going to save money. Fly tire, right? <laughs> so much money. I think I did think that. I was like, ah, it's cheaper. You know, I'll save some money. So you do your first batch of things that you need to start tying flies. Well, that's $400 Yeah, right off the yeah. bat. You, you got to have good stuff. You got to have a good vice. And then with that $400, you might get enough materials to tie two or three variations. Yeah. And so then if you're in your head, you're like, all right, I, I want to tie something else. I want to tie a new, new pattern, a couple new patterns. Well, there's another 75 bucks. There's another 75 bucks. So every time I turned around, I was spending $75 when I could have just drove myself to a fly shop and bought a dozen perfect quality, a variation of, of different flies and just fill my box because I'm not heavy volume, not, not fishing every day, not losing everything. I was like giving my flies away to my friends because I would tie a dozen zebra midges. I'm like, I don't need a dozen zebra, yeah. black zebra midges. So I, I, I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to sell all this crap. I don't, <laughs> I don't need any of it. There's a really, really active group on Facebook. It's fly fishing by sell trade. Mm -hmm. Everybody that's members of that group, whatever they post for sale it's understood that they're going to ship it because it's nationwide. So there's a lot of good deals on rods, reels, fly tying stuff, and other fly fishing equipment. I just listed it all in there and sold it. Sold it. Peace out. Yep. Yeah. Never look back. You know, I, don't, I don't miss it. Well, That's I mean, funny. We just bought a house, and for the first time, I'm, like, unloading this. I'm, like, I, I tied, like, three times in the last year. Like, do I really need to be lugging all this stuff over? So I kept it. I liked it. And I think the other thing is working in the industry, too, you, you got – you know, you get your your pro forms and all that fun stuff that comes with it, and everything's cheap. And it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, what's a hundred dollars in fly fishing that you're getting at fifty percent off or sixty percent off? You know, yeah, it's like, oh, you, no big deal. You do not save money by yeah. tying your own flies. No, you not just at all. Don't. No, I well, I can probably say that now, knowing that I have all these hooks and all that, I don't have to go anywhere to buy it. If you but, forget yeah. about the original investment. Yeah, that's why you, you start you from paying here. cash. Maybe so that, Gabe, your so wife doesn't know. There's no trail. There's no trail. Gabe, that's a video we should make. What? Is we should do the breakdown of how many flies you have to tie until you break even. Well, that's why you go with the big flies first, you know. Well, look, No, it, we'll just say woolly buggers. That's what most people start with, yeah, like but if woolly buggers going, and clousers, right? But if you're going, I mean, look, it, it, you're going to save money if you're, that's all you're tying is woolly buggers. I mean, I, I'm sure all of us have our top five flies that we know for us always work. 
I get bored with tying the same fly though. Like after no, like I, six flies, I I'm agreed. like, I gotta do something else. But that's where you get good though. Yeah, that sixth fly that you tied that night. Ooh. It's always the worst. I'm ready to move on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it the it's, worst? Because mine always progressively get bigger. No, mine do. It's, it's like when I go bowling. It's like it starts bad. It gets a little bit better, and then it starts to taper off. That's how it happens every. But here's time. the secret. Here's the secret. Those, if you if you tie ten flies of a pattern you've never tied before, the first three are going to be horrible. The middle ones are going to be okay, and your last ones are going to look closer to it. I would bet that those first three you tied actually caught more fish than the last three you tied. Yeah, because of the ones I want to fish because it looks so bad. <laughs> I'm like, if I lose this one, I'm not going to cry. If I lose the perfect one, I'm just going to be yeah, a little so you're sad. a little bit more willing to throw it in the trees where the fish are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's why I catch more yeah. fish. And well, then, I will say, though, that tying flies is super conducive to sitting by a fire or sitting in a specific spot yeah. and having a whiskey drink or smoking some reefer, whatever you want to do, and, yeah. and just chilling out for a little bit and tie a few flies. Put my meth pipe there and then just... Hey, whatever floats good. your boat, yeah. man. My yeah. four loco. Yeah. <laughs> we're, going, we're, we're tying, we're tying more than well, more and than social tying is super fun because we used to have the fly tying night at Orvis before the sh- before COVID. Yeah, I and we'd that have a lot. like a ton of people at the store, beer, and just like half the people would tie, half the people would just hang out and chill, and yeah. just like the social event of fly tying is fun. Yeah. But to your point, I mean, I think I, I really fell in love with the fly tying aspect, and I think that's that's where I, like, I, I wasn't going and fishing as much as I'd like, but at least I felt like I was doing something that was associated Ooh. with that, and that's why I just, I enjoyed it more. But again, now, like, I, yeah, you I, know, I don't do it as And much. we always say, like, oh, we don't have, like, a, like a winter tying season because like, we can fish all year long yeah. here. But, like, realistically. Ours is right now. Yeah, like, it's 103, freaking 104 hot. every day. Outside of like going to fish in the morning a little bit, but I have an announcement: Sprite and beer is also very good. Hmm. Really? Because I didn't see that Mountain Dew right there, so uh, I grabbed the Sprite Sprite from the fridge. You know, I, I I saw another one where it was like, what was it? It was like how to make how to make a a ginger ale, and it was like Coke and root beer or something. Coke and Sprite was that what it was? Sprite with a splash of Coke. Like if you go to a bar and you ask for like a like a like a Jameson and ginger sort of thing, most bars don't actually keep ginger ale, so they'll do Sprite like half of it, and they'll throw like a quarter of uh, Coke in there. Well, this is a lot better than that uh, bird dog blueberry whiskey and uh, oh, dark yeah, cherry that was, drink. Ugh. We yeah, had like a good. like a artsy soda, blackberry soda, and it was just it was awful. Oh was yeah, well, I didn't find the right one. That's that was my fault. Yeah. So, uh, Jim sent us an audio recording. Oh, and which one do you say it's on? It's on Zach versus Cliff. All right. Soundbite. So, th- before we play it, this is in response to a couple episodes ago when we had the conversation about conservation and, like, there's a big push in conservation, but no one's really ready to, like, willing to throw hard cash down to actually, like, fight the battles. Um, and so, we kind of left this open question of... What's the best way to like actually push conservation forward? Right. Jim has done a lot of lobbying for Trout Unlimited, other nonprofit organizations. This is his response to that. Someone who's actually helped the get things done. The best way to actually get things done. Yep. All right, ready for it? Yep. Landon, of course I heard your podcast and I am replying. I'm sorry to say that money is the mother's milk of politics. What I'm saying is, The reason I've been successful in lobbying on behalf of Trout Unlimited and other environmental organizations is because I've always 
made a point of making contributions to my politicians so that when I call them and ask to visit, they take the time to see me. And that's the second half of my answer. First, making contributions makes a difference. And second, the only way to really effectively lobby in my mind is to go by in person, be it with the presidential staff or be it with a congressman or in a state house representative or even county or local city authorities. There's just nothing like seeing them face to face and discussing the issue with them. And that's my answer to your question about effective lobbying efforts. So, I mean, that makes sense. Like, you know, if you actually donate to, especially your, what, your um, rep- representatives. Yep. Then they're going to be more willing to make time. Actually. Even, even though you would like to think that they'll make time for all of their, what, or constituents, right? Yeah. Um, you would like to think that, but it's probably not. Well, and yeah, like like you said, you would like to think that wouldn't be the case, but we have the rules of the game. And, we um, know what they are. Yeah. And so, if you want to affect change, these are the rules. So why not why not play by them? Right. As much as you dislike it, as much as you would like to think that someone would be willing to sit down with you and have a conversation, no matter what. If it's let's just say it's Ted Cruz, who's a state senator. There'd be thousands of people waiting to sit down with him every single day. That's not really, that's not realistic for him and what he has to do. And so who's he most likely going to sit down with? The people who are donating to his campaign. And as bad as that sounds, that's the reality of the situation. And he's probably going to sit down with his, his staff anyways. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Thanks for sending that over, Jim. Yeah, if you guys remember, Jim Aylesworth mm-hmm. was on the podcast a few weeks ago. He sends me the best emails. I should oh, yeah. No, they yeah. Made, the ones you've shown me, like, they just made me happy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great. The, he sent me a full breakdown of the I'm a River God story after uh-huh. I sent him the picture yeah. of the uh, mugs that we're going to release. Yeah, we have the, mugs and T-shirts coming out, right? Or do we have T-shirts? Uh, I don't think we've fully decided on anything. All I know is, Jim, I have your bottle of Lagavulin 16 but we waiting came, for you to we came back. Up, we came up with one that says, I'm a river god, based on his story of fishing with a famous guide who claimed to be a river god. Yeah. I'm a river god. So, all right. Let's move into my article. Okay, what's your article about? So you're going to have to hit two buttons. This is a two-button article, Zach. Uh-oh. You we are can going, do that? I didn't know we can yeah. combo stuff yeah. up. We can't. It cancels one out. What? So, Which one are we here first? You need to... On uh, Patrol and Creature Watch? On Patrol and Creature Watch. All right. Which one are you here first? Do Whatever. it at the same time. No, no. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like that? Did it work? That works. All right. Oklahoma man allegedly kills fishing buddy and blames it on Bigfoot. Oklahoma stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oklahoma or Florida. An Oklahoma man allegedly killed his friend while they were fishing because he thought his pal was going to feed him to Bigfoot. That's legit. Wait, Wait, okay, so he killed... He didn't say that Bigfoot was going... Or is the thing that killed his man. This guy. His friend. No, he is claiming he killed him in self-defense because his friend was going to feed him to Bigfoot. Oh, man. Larry Doyle Sanders and Jimmy Glenn... Were noodling, barehanded fishing in the South Canadian River last Saturday, when the two men got into an altercation. Sanders claims that Glenn intended to feed him to a Sasquatch Bigfoot. 
Sanders insisted, uh, I'm sorry, Sanders instead tried to get away so that the Sasquatch could eat uh, Glenn and in what appeared to be an eat or be eaten scenario, the suspect punched and struck the victim, then choked him to death. Uh, Glenn's body was found the following day, along with Sanders' confession. He also drew a map and a de- and detailed to investigators where he left his friend. Um, oh, so he actually confessed. He actually confessed. It was like, hey, he was going to kill me. Um, it also appears that he was under the influence of something. Oh. He was charged with first-degree murder and remains in prison. Now, can you imagine if we find Bigfoot and it's like all true? Like he actually was going to feed him to Bigfoot? I don't think Big, Bigfoot would talk. What? what? Yeah, I don't think Bigfoot speaks English. So Why would Bigfoot would you know? have to speak? Well, yeah. Did I miss? I guess I misheard you. Would this, this guy get out of jail? Like, no, if you said if we if found he, Bigfoot in like and in Bigfoot is real. Yeah, you say, so you're saying is Bigfoot real. Uh-huh. Does that automatically I'll get this guy off? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Like if no. we could prove that Bigfoot was real in that area. No, no, because in this situation, let's just let's just trade Bigfoot for a bear. Let's just say a bear is chasing me and it's an eat or be eaten situation and I want to leave Zach as bait for the bear. So I'm going to kill him so I can run away. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. I would, would I'm still charged with murder. That makes sense. It's not Bigfoot's fault. Gotcha. You know what I mean? It's Yeah. Yeah. I could think it was like a Smeagol situation where he like, you know, killed his friend because of Bigfoot. Like mm. they found Bigfoot, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Don't do math. Bath salts are terrible drug. <laughs> Cocaine. <laughs> it's a hell of a drug. <laughs> so, yeah, that's our first twofer. Two button, two button article right there. That was weird. Dude, we're making history in this episode. I know. I, know. Dude. I, think, I'm, I think I'm with you, though. I think... Just because we could mix Mountain Dew and Bush, should we? Doesn't mean we should. Because I'm hot and cold at the same time right now. I'm like really sweaty, but also at the same time I'm kind of like a little chilly. I don't know. Like taking uppers and downers exactly. at the same time. I'm like, should we have done this? I made another one right now with a little bit more beer than Mountain Dew. And I did the same it's thing. Coming out pretty nice, right? And I'm also wondering, is it just because I put ice in beer? Like, is that the oh, game changer? Oh, we did that too. We did put ice in here. Right. I right. like it with ice. Is but. Like, are we drinking beer wrong? We're not drinking beer. Well, first of all, we're drinking Bush. Second of all, we're mixing all right. beer with Mountain Dew. But like, are we all a collective, all of us in the world, drinking beer wrong? Should we be adding ice to beer? No, well, no, because okay, no. so a lot of my roommates and stuff were from Canada and mm-hmm. and are up north, North Dakota and stuff. They drink all their beer warm. And yeah, I never like, could. Like, like room temperature. Well, like because it's temp. three degrees outside. But they still like were drinking still a bowl of doing hot it soup. Here. They were still doing it down here. Like, that's how they drank it. Well, you actually taste more of your beer whenever you drink it Ew. room temperature. I don't know. It is hot. I mean, it's same, the same reason why you taste more heat when you drink bourbon uh, straight versus neat. Well, if you're putting ice on it, you're, you're, you're not going to taste it as... You're not going to taste it as well, right? Because it's the water, but also like a chilled drink, right? Isn't you won't has less flavor than a warm drink, right? Yeah, or how you taste it, it won't taste because right. it's cold. Yes, but it is hot as hell outside. It is. I want everything on ice: beer, milkshakes. You guys drink micheladas? Actually, no. I'm on a michelada kick right now. Yeah, really? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, you've been you've been making some. You brought your own goods. This isn't a full on michelada. So for any listeners out there who haven't had micheladas, you need to try it. It's the ultimate boat drink. Okay, so preferably take a Mexican beer, Mexican lager, open it up, take a a big sip, and then pour Bloody Mary mix. It, everything is into the beer and onto the the, the top of the can. So there's no so, mixing going on. So so in and on Bloody Mary mix, lime juice. In the beer, on the beer, and then tahini or any other type of like Mexican beer salt type of candy looking, anything that looks like tahini basically, or or even just like the Lucas Lucas, beer, Luke, yeah. Lucas stuff in the beer and on the beer. It goes down so smooth. It's, it cures hangovers. You can drink it in the morning. It, it basically, you can drink three beers. What would normally take you, let's say you drink three beers in an hour, you can, I can drink three micheladas in like 20 minutes. They just go down so, really? much, so much smoother. Yeah. And I can't explain it, but that's that's what I'm on right now. You know, Maybe I, that's what I need to try. I like tomatoes, and I like, like you know ketchup and stuff. But I've actually never had like tomato juice. I don't like tomatoes, and I I, I don't care for ketchup. But I love Bloody Marys, and I love micheladas. See, I'm weird. I'm the other way around. Like I I have ketchup and and all that, but I I I I'm can't not a say Mary guy. I'm not. Actually, Bloody I've never Mary. had a Bloody, Bloody but, Mary. But I will say, uh, best made. Those do the pickles, right? Yep. So they have a beer. Uh huh. And that they they had a special limited run where they had their pickle beer, but it was like a hot pickle beer, like okay. like um, and it had that tomatoey hot okayness to it. I could have one of those and enjoy it. I couldn't have two of those and enjoy, it, but one of them they were really good. And I just they still have the pickle beer, but they I can't I can't find or I I don't know if they're gonna make that hot version that tomato. Bloody, it's like Bloody Mary hot pickle, pickle you know, beer. You can I, put Tabasco in it, too. Yeah. Or Ooh, even uh, Worcestershire, yeah. yeah. And okay. it would kind of oh, be, yes, like yeah. you would like with a Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm always afraid to order it because I don't want a full drink if I don't like it. Well, these brunch places now have it with like a slice of bacon, a hamburger on a it, all this. Pickle. Yeah, so I'm sure it would go good tender. all together like that. Yeah. Maybe I'll mm-hmm. go get a Bloody Mary tomorrow. Sounds like a good idea. Right. Yeah. I got nothing to do. <laughs> do it. Yeah, it must be nice. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's move into our article. We'll do this. We'll save the Sonali Gaster. Okay. Let's get to the good stuff. All right. I'm ready to talk Please. to Mr. Drama Lupe. What up? All right. So let's start with how did you get the idea to start a Drama Lupe River, Guadalupe River niche meme page? <laughs> Yeah, so first of all, I did not come up with the term drama lupe, okay? So I don't know where it came from or how it started. There's a guy in New Braunfels named John Brandon that was always hashtagging his fishing post drama lupe river. I thought that was funny, and I'd bump into this guy every once in a while, and he's a nice guy. And I, and then every I'd kind of start picking up on it, too, like in some of these Facebook fly fishing groups. Ah, drama lupe. That's how it goes. A drama lupe, blah, blah, blah. And then... I guess two years ago was the first year that GRTU ran into some very minor issues with sign-up day. It wasn't the full-blown page not loading at all type thing. It was just like a slight delay. The page was a little slow, and GRTU put out a statement that said, like, thank you for bearing with us. Sorry about that. That was the most traffic we've ever had. And and it was sort of a non-event, but I made this Bernie Sanders meme where he said, where it's Bernie Sanders in the jacket, and he said, he's saying, I am once again asking for your patience on GRTU sign up day. So that was the first meme I ever made, and I actually posted that to um, like the Texas Freshwater 
fly fishing Facebook group and it got a pretty good reaction. And I guess fast forward, you know, a year or two, started picking up on some of these other Instagram accounts that I thought were pretty funny. There's some pretty good ones out there. Uh, Farmington River, FFBI, um, to what, name a few. What was the one you said you really liked? Guide Thoughts. Guide Thoughts is a great one. Stalker Mobile. There's a, <laughs> there's a funny one called Big, Big Trout Little Dick. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. So I, start, I just started picking up, and, and I thought, well, if these guys can do it, you know, I know how to make memes. I'm, I, I think I'm sort of funny, and I'm sort of like kind of tuned in to the, the local fly fishing scene, having done this a few seasons now and been fly fishing for a few years. And I think I probably had that Bernie meme and maybe a few others kind of lined up and I was like, screw it. I'm, I'm going to do it. You know, this is, this is easy. And, I, and if you're making a new Instagram account, all you have to do is follow a bunch of people and you'll start to get followers. Instagram has an algorithm to where they will reward your, your activity and your engagement with followers. So they'll put your page in front of more people. If people are commenting on your posts, liking your photos, following you or responding to your stories. So if you're participating, Instagram will reward you with followers. So all you have to do is like come up with a post like once a week. And so I had a pretty good streak of like a post a week or every other day. So I was picking up followers, you know, left and right. And I was like, all right, this, this is way better than I thought it was going to be. I'm just going to see how long I can keep this ride. And I get really, really good engagement. You know, anytime I post anything, story, photo, anything like that. Lots of comments, lots of likes, even DMs, people DM me stuff, um, like submissions and ideas and stuff like that. So absolutely just have, you know, it, it just helps you get through the day when people are, are, you know, commenting on your, your stupid ass, uh, meme that you made or whatever, <laughs> just because, uh, it's relatable. Cause I, I think that that's the biggest thing that has helped me out is people can look at something, even if it's not even that funny, if it's kind of funny and kind of true and kind of relatable, you know, those are the check boxes that you can hit off for to make like, you know, a pretty good post. And I, I think that people like that. So mm -hmm. that's a little bit about kind of how I got started. Especially if you got followers sending you stuff. I think that's awesome. And contributing yeah. to, oh, yeah. to Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a good, probably maybe 10 posts in there that people were like, Hey, saw this guy out there today. Or like, it's a screenshot of somebody, uh, you know, Hey, check this out. And sometimes it's just trash. It's like a stupid idea or so maybe something that I don't really think is funny that I wouldn't be proud to post. So sorry if I didn't use your uh, idea or whatever, but so you have a certain standard of meme that you're trying to yeah achieve. yeah that's yeah. good yeah. For, yeah. I, I need to think that it's funny and so if if I go two two weeks three weeks a month two months without posting it's just because I haven't come up with anything that's like funny enough for me to post I don't want to put something out there that's just stupid just for the sake of it which I have done you know just like oh that's kind of funny yeah I'll post that you know whatever but I I want to make sure that it's like kind of funny at least yeah. you know something that I would laugh at so. No, it's, and it's like, even if it's like a little bit true, it's like we all have that collective thought of like, oh man, yeah, I get that. Well, it's changed my perspective because now when I go down there, I'm like, this would be funny to send over, <laughs> yeah. you know, or you see somebody take a picture. I'm like, this is what my expectations are right? You know, I, with this. And I actually think it makes at least pro like process a little bit easier because it's like, hey man, if I don't get in, <laughs> that's just part of it now. So, you know. Speaking of which, I gotta finish. I gotta finish. I'm doing that for the end of the month. Yeah, make sure you sign up, dude. I don't think I'm going to. I'm not going to either. This year, I'm out. Well, I've done it for the past. I didn't go once last six year, years. So. I think there's public access points, and I think I can do just fine. Doing that. To your point, doing that. I've never done it 
because of that. It's like, I don't think I'm going to go enough to do it. And last year I said to myself, well, if I don't do it this year, I'll do it next year. And and then that was the day that it crashed. Mm-hmm. So, well, there is my question. So I'll just yeah, I think it's save the first my money until next year. I don't know. I feel like I have, I have FOMO if I don't get it. But okay. I, it was a complete waste of money last yeah. year. So it, it, it's like a cycle, right? So like right now we're in mid-July. It's hot as hell. It's And so we're sitting here saying like, ah, oh, f- screw it. You know, I don't need to go <laughs> trout fishing. But then yeah. like that first cold front rolls in. Start seeing a few photos come up after the first stocking. People are people are starting to catch them. And you're like, oh, I gotta get out there. Or yeah. like, uh, like I, I'm drawn to it when the weather is really, really crappy. When it's really, really cold, really well, overcast and raining, yeah. I'm like, oh, I should go fish. My the best quad. days have been on like yeah. a 35 yeah. degree those are, day. Those, with those are the days. Drizzle. Those keep the crowds away. And so I would get FOMO, but um, I think that I. I've done it enough to where I'm like, all right, I can kind of bow out for a, a little bit. It's not a big deal. Right. Um, you know, me and a few buddies, we we have a boat. And so it's like there are public spots or pay, pay to park spots where you can put in and take out in a boat and you not have, have to worry about it. What kind of boat do you that. have? I'm not going to say. You're not going to say? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, Perfect. no, no, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like, I'd be more curious if we, if you want to talk about it later. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, for sure. Inflatable, inflatable air. We won't say boat. what we won't. We won't say what color. We won't give anything away. That was close. That was a good catch, though. <laughs> what I thought was an inconspicu- inconspicuous yeah. question yeah. almost yeah. turned yeah. into the reveal. Yeah. Oh, my boat's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's gosh. that guy fishing out there with my tin car rod. Yeah. I yeah. know that guy. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh, so oh, I got a question. Speaking of Tinkara, what are your thoughts on uh, like the Tinkara Euro nymphing memes? And don't hold anything back, just because Gabe's. Yeah, you won't so hurt my I've I've never had the urge to Tinkara fish or have a Tinkara rod. Um, it it does seem kind of cheesy. Yeah, it's a little cheesy. I, I'm not gonna knock it. You know, maybe it's fun if you if you're up in a creek somewhere doing a little bit of Tinkara fishing. See, I can ne- look myself in the mirror because I have a reel at least. Never really had the urge uh, to Euro fish either. Um, that's like, dude, slay those catfish. The CrossFit right of the fishing world. No, Tinkara, <laughs> Tinkara is you Euro nymphing is isn't. I don't know. Because no one's that. doing it for no. other than trout. No one's yeah, doing it for for bass and no, stuff no, like I'm doing. No, Euro nymphing is the vegans of the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because Same like, yeah. Take, there's still a little bit of like, oh, I don't want to tell people I tinkara fish, even though I. Do, yeah, because there's know? like people don't want to say if they tinkara fish, but Euro nymphers no. are like, I Euro nymph. Yeah, I do. I can take that. I, can, yeah. I will say that maybe deep down, part of me is just jealous that Euro nymphers catch a shitload of fish. You they know, do. they're really good at it. It's really efficient. And so that's why it's easy for people to say, well, that's cheating. That's stupid. Or, you know, whatever. Just no, but I it's plan. Really, it's really I, effective. If I get my pass this year, I plan to post pictures of me catching trout on corn. I'm going to do it. Why? Just on because corn. on corn. I'm curious you, as to why. Because you might it make it to corn and hot Instagram dogs. page if you do that. Corn and yeah. hot dogs. Can you, can you use fake uh, or... Um, like yeah. real bait below the dam, you can. Oh, I don't think you can bait. Well, you don't in need the, a you don't need a pass to go there. So no, no. Well, that, but then I, I did have to look on. You the, could fish the corny worm. Yeah, you know what the corny worm is. Uh, just no. by the name of it, no. I can I can tell what it is. So <laughs> so there was this guy at, That's a good th- story. that would come by Orvis all the time. Really nice, like super old guy, but he had this fly, and he'd like bring him by every time and hand him out to the staff called the corny worm. It's a squirmy worm with yellow yarn on the middle. Looks like a piece of corn and a worm tied together. He's like, this thing slays fish. 
Well, he like passed away randomly, and his best friend made this like little display box with a picture with like a description of the corny worm. And he would personally tie the flies and bring them in. Like by like the dozens. By like dozens. So people could take them for free. And it was like a little memorial. And they had like a little strip of paper that was like, this is the corny worm. This was this pattern. You know, if you catch one, use this hashtag. And yeah, it was kind of a cool deal. But the fly is, I haven't. I don't think I've ever actually fished one. Oh, I've fished it, but I've caught fish. It on would it. seem like it's absolutely it deadly. Fish it catches bass, catches panfish. Yeah. So if you die, what do you what do you want us to do with for your fly? To be? Oh wow, this just got. Yeah, what are we tying up? Oh, the swamp du- monsters. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you guys take a little bit of my ashes All right. and mix it with like some sharpie ink, and then just dot like a foam frog or something. Oh, there we go. There you go. Or mix it with the uh, the UV glue. You know, sprinkled <laughs> and your ashes sprinkled. In. <laughs> God, all I do is catch catfish wow. with this one. Where did this go? Buffalo suckers with this fly. What is it? It's my dead buddy's ashes. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of zappa gap. There's only so much of me. So, <laughs> hey, when it's gone, it's gone. <laughs> so when we had uh, Bill on the show, uh, we had brought up because I think you messaged us. That you were, we were having him on the show. People send their questions. You're like, ask him why I'm still blocked or something. So we asked him, and he said that he wasn't aware. Are you still blocked by the Guadalupe River Trout Unlimited chapter? Yeah, I am. In, in fact, I, I think that probably after the first post went up, even mentioning them, I don't even know if I tagged them or just mentioned them, it was like, instantly blocked because I think that they saw the direction that this Instagram page <laughs> was, was going to go and wanted, wanted no, no part of that. So yeah, no, I, ha- so, all right. So I, I am still blocked, but I happened to notice, I guess during trout fest that they had a, uh, a hashtag. It was like trout fest 2022 or something like that. And so I went back through every single one of my posts that I had ever made and hashtag Oh Trout Fest gosh. 2022 oh, and basically ha- hijacked the whole <laughs> hashtag because any so anytime you clicked on that it was it brought up like all of my posts in, instead of theirs so I, I mean I that I, is I savage. find ways to just poke fun at at GRTU now, which is what the whole point of of the page is anyway is is to just bring specific issues to light just via this channel you know. And I'll say nothing's super like. I don't feel like there's any ill will there. I just feel like it's it's being funny. And half of the time, memes are funny because we do them. Like right. I see a meme, I'm like, oh, I do that. That's pr- that's actually pretty funny. Yeah. There's like a little bit of humbleness that comes with it <laughs> yeah. with the meme page. Do you feel like that? Yeah, for sure. And also, it's just a funny sort of light way to bring to light people who do need to be called out for how they're handling fish or for their behavior. It, you know, if you're gonna if you're going to catch a fish, catch a trout and and lip it and and take a photo shoot with it and then post it to a Facebook group, you you're opening yourself up to uh, you know, constructive criticism via a stupid meme. And so you shouldn't be upset when somebody takes your picture and makes you into a meme and then everybody is commenting on how stupid you are because you're the one who invited that to yourself by posting it to this. So it, it's it's like a, it's it's just basically like a way to bring to light Hey, there are, you know, some specific ways that you should be fishing. There are some unwritten rules that you should be following. Yeah. And if you don't do that, you're going to get made fun of. So right. just FYI. Have so, you Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead, Zach. I'll say have you had anybody 
who's kind of been a little humble in that. Like, been like, hey, you know what? I didn't need to bring this to my like somebody needed to bring this to my attention. Yeah, for sure. On more than one occasion, a follower of the page was featured in in some of the photos, and and I've gotten like a DM, and they're like, "That's me, what up?" You know, and they're like, they're they're, they're pumped, or like they comment and they're like, "I made it onto the page." <laughs> so yeah, I have I have like made some like full on posted somebody's face and their picture and, and like I don't blur out names like if I pull something from Facebook it's I'm going to use your name or if I if I screenshot it from Instagram I'm not going to blur out your username so people people are already followers and they're like that's that's me <laughs> you know I made it to the page or whatever so yeah you know it, it's like all right, if that was you I guess you're like all right yeah my bad whatever right. I, you know here that's me. <laughs> so you're here to hear if you want to get featured on Drama Lupe, just go do all of the fly fishing faux pas and And those are my those are my favorite posts, by the way. Is it's like the content that creates itself. Yeah. You know, the memes are funny, that's great. But when somebody does something that's like just so horrifically stupid that I can just literally just take the screenshot and, and like <laughs> not even have to add a caption. I just <laughs> can just use that. Yeah, it, it's like you're creating the content for me. Those are the best posts. So you mentioned unwritten rules earlier and like we we're going to talk about etiquette so what are those like unwritten rules of fly fishing just know uh, try to know do some research ahead of time don't just go straight to facebook and say going to headed to new braunfels this weekend where should i fish you could spend 30 seconds in the time that it took you to type that you could have searched the same page or searched the internet and found a lot found more responses than what people are willing to give you just from previous posts or previous information that's out there. And you should also know a little bit about how to at least handle trout and some basic uh, fishing techniques. So you should, you should know a little, you, without having to ask anybody, you, you, sh- you can find out where to go, what to use, and what to do when you catch a fish all in under two minutes just by using the internet instead yeah. of having to ask people or, or like post and if you're anywhere, like any amount of you knows fishermen at all, you know what it is like hotspot or like yeah. or, or give up your technique. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like not asking for any honey holes or anything, but can someone get me pointed in the right direction? It's like, like come, on, are, come on, come like, on, dude. You know, yeah, there's water everywhere. So that that all should be done ahead of time before you even get on the water, and then after that it's probably going to take a little bit of practice to just get used to the, the overall feel and vibe of the river because the Guadalupe is a pretty tight space. So in, in normal Western rivers, if you're like 300 yards from somebody, it's like, Hey, what are you doing over here? But in, you know, at the Guadalupe, you could probably be like 20 yards from somebody and and them just be like, yeah, man, get on in here. Yeah. You know, the fish are right over there or whatever. As long as I can't really like, if, if I'm swinging a fly or as long as I can't really like snag your line, like drift my fly over into you, you know, it's kind of fair game, you know, it, or if I'm, if I'm, if I'm going to fish a spot, I'm going to stand up on the hill before I walk down to the river and watch what those three anglers are doing before I kind of figure out where I want to fish. Cause if they're kind of moving downstream or one guy's moving upstream, I'm just going to figure out what they're doing, how they're fishing before I sort of make my approach or so even that, ask them. You can yeah. ask them too. Yeah, and usually ask- they're like, "Hey, hop in with us," or "Hey, these flies are working." Like, if you're just nice to somebody on the river, they're really likely. Like, I've shared flies with people on the river. People have yeah. shared flies with me. Yeah, and that just happens. Hey, what's going on? I want to fish. You know, oh, they might say, "Hey, we're moving upstream, so if you want to hop below us," or "Hey, we're just hanging out here," or "Hey, we're leaving in twenty minutes. The river's all yours." 
we're about to leave. Like, you get just so much information just by asking and talking to someone too. At least from what I've seen, I feel like a lot of the a lot of the headbutting and a lot of the issues have come from guides going through, and even the number of guides that have been out there in the last couple of years. I feel like it's more and more and more. They're fighting for that stretch of river, but I, I all the videos again I've seen, I feel like it's 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 on the guide side or someone with the boat you know, chewing out some dude who's already been there for six hours fishing, you know, and you're floating through and then, you know, getting chewed out about it. Is it, do you feel like you're seeing the same thing or is it still kind of in your perspective from what you're seeing with the page, you know, it's 50, 50 or, or even more so on just guy, you know, regular dudes showing up there and trying to fish. I think that it's more related to like the realm of the internet. I, I think that a lot of the inspiration and drama is, is more stuff that happens online because when you're out there actually fishing, everyone's usually pretty friendly. Yeah. It's pretty low key. Pretty, pretty rare to actually have a conflict. It's more of the stuff that gets uh, blown out of proportion or maybe somebody said a few words to you and then you go online and type out how you got in a big fight with somebody and he was such a jerk and blah, blah, blah. Where really it was like somebody said like, Hey man, we're going to float through real quick. And then you go online and type, Oh, this guy did this to me today. So I'm so sick of all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. So I think there might be actually more animosity from, uh, the, the average Joes and the waiters towards like, you know, the elitists or the guides from that, that perspective. Basically, everyone. I think it goes, and I to answer your question. I think it goes both ways. Yeah, I think there are guides that push into people waiting a little bit too much. They are waiting a spot. They were there first, but also the waiter has to. There's one way to go down the river. They have to allow the boat to pass through them without throwing a fit. So there's like this balance of like the guide is fishing the river too, but they shouldn't encroach on where you're fishing. Keep that reasonable distance that Mr. Dramalupe talked about. Um, but also the boat needs to float through and there's a, there's a way to do that where there's not. Okay. So here's a question for you. If, if you're in a boat with your buddies or if you're a guide and you have a client and you're fishing through a tight spot where you have to fish, where you have to drift your boat down a, a, a riffle directly in front of a line of waders, do you have your angler just go ahead and fish, continue nymphing while you're drifting through because you're drifting anyway. No, or, with, if, or do you say, hey, if, pick up, let's let's uh, get past these pick guys. Pick up, let's get past these guys. Yeah, I think it's the appropriate thing. Because I've, I've, we fish together before. If we see waiters, we'll pick we're up. in a boat, we'll pick and, and up. I, and I've and been with guides them. too, and they've told me like, hey, uh, we're going to pick up and go past these guys. And I've I've never been mad. You know, granted, I've always caught fish on those trips. So by that point, I'm like, yeah, okay, like, let's let them have yeah. that, this spot, you know. Yeah, the the waiter usually gets, you know, the wider, more breadth and, and you know, more space. You know, they get the right away. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think picking up, you know, and actually, if you're with a guide, maybe even offering to pick up, too. But. but I've also seen, like you said, the posts where, like, guys are freaking out because, oh, boat drifted through my fish. I'm like, dude, there's one, like, last year the flows were, like, barely anything. There's literally one route for the boat to yeah. go. They're going to have to go over where you're fishing. Yeah. And Give it, it five minutes. The fish see boats all day. Right. They'll that's, be- that's the thing is that like, it's never, when I've been waiting and had a boat go over, it's never really seemed to change things much after giving it a few minutes. But. And build relationships with those guys too because I know guides who have picked up waders. They're like, have a spot on the boat. 
or maybe they're just out by themselves and they're fishing. And I've seen guides pick up random people. Hey, you want to? You guys want to float with me for a bit? They literally pick them up and fish them. Like there's this relationship, or you can get good information from the guide. Like, hey, you guys catching fish? If you're nice to them, they'll be generally nice back yeah, for the most part. For sure. The biggest thing is just communication. Yeah. You know, if if you're if you're about to walk up on in in a spot, hey, is it cool if I if I sneak in right here? Even if they're not cool with it. They're going to say yes. And you're going to level up because you at least ask where, where it's like, if you just snuck in and didn't say anything, then you're the jerk. But if you just at least open it up and just say, Hey, can I fish over here? Are you walking this direction? You know, we're, you know, whatever you want to say, but just, just say something. That's the biggest thing. I think that's such a good point because it does. And like, whether you're on either side of that conversation, it makes a difference. If somebody comes up and says, Hey, is it cool if I fish here? You know, or if I, is it cool if I go, you know, walk around you and just go down there a little bit. Like, like you said, even if you're not like it's still, it changes the tone between you and that other angler. So you, uh, were saving a story for us. A pretty famous guide had reached out to you on your page. Do you want, will you, will you talk about what happened? Yeah, for sure. Uh, earlier on in the page. And so I'll just go ahead and say it. It was Alvin Dito. (laughs) He, about a year ago, if you guys had noticed, he had recently started really ramping up his uh, his content. He was mm-hmm. just putting a lot of stuff out on YouTube and then Instagram, everywhere. All of a sudden, kind of out of nowhere, he was making making videos and putting them out hot and heavy. But the thing about Alvin was his thumbnails on all of these videos were super generic. So it'd be like a picture of Alvin and with regular text, like above his head with the white background, it would just say, can we get a redfish in this boat? And that would be like the thumbnail for his video about redfish fishing. And so for no reason in particular, I was like, oh, this is a, you know, this is a meme right here. This stuff is really, really easy. And so I started, I cranked out like two or three, like really, really funny memes where I would just replace the text of Alvin's thumbnail. Again, not anything to do with Alvin, but just because the it's relatable. Everybody knows who he is. And because it's really, really easy to edit. And what I would do is I would, I would post the meme, but then I would also have like three or four different like alternatives from the same thumbnail, like other ideas that I had. And I would just like throw those onto the story. That's like B roll footage or whatever, you know, just extra stuff. And then eventually I think that somebody tagged him in the photo And then all of a sudden I get a DM that pops up and it says, I didn't give you permission to use this photo. You can say whatever you want about me, but I'm going to ask you nicely to take it down. And it's Alvin, right? So I'm like, ah, I don't want to be on his bad side, right? Like he's so nice and like so cool. And he's like the guy. So I was like, I pushed back a little bit and I was, I messaged him back. I said, Alvin, I thought you of all people would, would understand this and appreciate, you know, you know, see what like, you know, what I'm doing over here. And he was like, I know I get it, but you just can't use my picture. And I took, I took it down. That's fine. You know, he's got corporate sponsors and a family and all all that stuff. But I was kind of disappointed, man. I was like, he should think that that's funny. He has like sense of humor. I, I, I get it, but I don't know, Alvin, if you're, if you're listening, follow me back, dude. I I, I need, I need your support. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and do you think do you think that's that's part of this thing is that as as fly fishermen a lot of times you're just taking the sport too seriously 
I don't think he was taking it. Too not not him, no, but a no. lot of sure. other people. Sure, yeah. everybody takes. I mean, it. the sport itself. I feel like yeah. It takes uh, okay, let's be honest. We're fly fishermen. It's like one of the, like the most elite hobbies to have. Like a good fly rod setup, yeah. a decent one is like a thousand dollars, and then you got to get all the stuff, and you got to get access to the spots. So for the people who are like, oh, you know fly fishing should be accessible to, to more people yeah. and this and that. And it, it should be, but it's not. And so the reality that we live in is that it's, it's expensive. It's hard to get started. It has a hard uh, barrier to entry. And so it is kind of elitist, like to be honest, but um, that doesn't mean that you have to act like an elitist. Um, right. And so I, I think that it's important to, yeah, to not take yourself too serious because if you find yourself getting super upset about something, then maybe you need to, get off the internet for the day, you know? <laughs> well, I think people who kind of like, cause I don't think you were, like you said, targeting Alvin directly, just taking his picture and changing the thumbnail. Yeah. Like if you look at, uh, I know Rosenbauer embraces the meme community yeah. and he is a legend because of that. Like oh, everyone yeah. loves him more because Rosenbauer is like interacting with yeah, the meme pages. What is it they say on the fly fishing circle jerk? They call him like King Bauer or something like that. Uh yeah, and I've seen like uh like photoshopped like images of like Jesus with his face on it, like the <laughs> candle, and like it's just okay. like, and he thinks that stuff is hilarious. Okay, okay, so here's I, I I found the ones of Alvin. Okay, so it's Alvin's face, and it, and his original caption said, "Can we get a redfish in this boat?" And it was a video of him taking his boat out and going fishing. And so the one that I ended up with was, "Can we get some titties in this boat?" <laughs> and I came up with a whole bunch of other stuff. You know, can we get some weed in this boat? Blah blah. blah. Like all these other just stupid ones. <laughs> Uh, can, I think one of them, you know, these were the ones that made it to the story. Can we get a, a crackhead in this boat? Can we get a dead hooker in this boat? <laughs> and one of the things that Alvin said when he messaged me was he said, the post was okay, but the stories took it too far. So whatever one of my B-roll ideas was, he didn't take too kindly to gotcha. that. So I, you know, I respectfully I could, uh, I could kinda uh, get agree it. to that. Yeah. Okay. And this is the other one that, this is probably one of my favorite memes. Have you guys seen the American psycho Patrick Bateman meme where he's he's with a, a lady and he, the lady's legs are uh, over his oh, head and he looks over at the TV. <laughs> he's looking over at the TV and he's watching some Alvin Dito videos. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, man, that's well, how great. Can you, how can you hate that? that? One's how great. can you hate that? Man? Dude, that is fantastic. That one, some of the best stuff. So <laughs> I'm sorry, Alvin, but that one was, those were that's good. That's a classic one. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh man! And then also randomly, uh, Chris Johnson of Living Waters Fly Fishing, I, which I have never picked on that guy or done any said anything about Living Waters. Kind of makes me want to now, but I just happened to notice one day that they have blocked me too. So he probably took the higher road, uh, like GRTU did, and said saw maybe saw the page and said nope, not a chance, not even gonna, <laughs> go not even yeah, just go ahead and hit that block button there. So no big deal. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Um. So, someone had asked about uh, merch. Are you in the merch business now? All right, I've looked into this. So I, I, I want to get. I think some shirts would be great, and mm -hmm. I think that I wouldn't even try to make money on off of them. I think that if I could get a batch of like fifty shirts made, sell them to to folks, and I think I could probably you know break even on, on that. So I think some Dramalupe shirts. Forget that, um, man. Do it like Elon Musk with his other the other company started with, where it's like they made only ten hats and sold them for three hundred dollars. These think should, should be like that, yeah, limited run exclusive. I get hit up pretty often about that. 
Um, and then another thing was, is um, several months ago, I got a DM from Hefe Flyco. It's Jeff Davis. Yeah. He's, he's yep. a local guide in Fly Tire. And he said, hey, I actually have some Drama Lupe stickers if you want some. And because again, I didn't come up with the term. It, it, it could have been Jeff. I don't know. Jeff, chime in, holler at us if, <laughs> if you came up with this term. Uh, but he he sent me some, and then I, I liked him, and I was like, "Hey, do you have any more of these? Like, give me some more." And so he sent me some more, and I actually brought some for you guys. Oh That's no, he did, oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are awesome. Thank so you. I, I think Heck that there's yeah. a possibility <laughs> that some more of these could get made. They might just be replicas replicas of what Jeff sent over. Um, you know, just take them to a sticker shop and say, make this exact sticker. Or if I could source more of them through Jeff, uh, however he got them, that's a possibility too. But, um, yeah, some of your meme stickers would be hilarious. Oh man. Yeah. 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 Alvin Dito meme stickers. (laughs) 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 No. Uh, so, so yeah, merch, I'd love to get that, that going, but I mean, guys, I have a full-time job. I have a family. This stupid meme page isn't like my <laughs> my full full commitment. My wife is like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm working on a meme. Don't don't worry about it. Forget about it." She's like, "I don't get it. I don't know why that's funny." <laughs> you see, but having you here, I'm like, more, more, yeah. more. Yeah. Wanna, yeah, don't don't. Why why aren't you kicking out five or six things a day? Yeah, <laughs> I, dude, I tell you what, man, it's it's actually pretty tough because, like I said, I don't want to just put out you know just yeah. something just to put it out and. Uh, you know, there. Although it seems like, yeah, you you should be able to put out something once a week. There's there's only a finite number of jokes that I can do, unless I have like content coming in from from people that are posting it out there, or if I'm out there fishing. But I mean, it's hard. So if you, if you follow the page, you know that it's not just like trout fishing on the Guadalupe. There's other Texas stuff, mm-hmm. a yeah. few more 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 general posts, and those are just like I you know ideas that come to me. Whether it's like. I see a meme that I think is funny and sort of like think to myself, how does this relate to fly fishing? Because I like that meme template, Mm. you know, like the, 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 the web telescope photo or Mm. whatever, like everybody's making jokes about that. How does that apply to fly fly fishing? Or like, oh yeah, because your most recent one was <laughs> he still can't catch yeah, all these yeah, guys. All the yeah, all the fish. <laughs> yeah, so so you can you can take an existing meme and think, all right, how can I use this? Or an idea will just come to you, and you have to go out and find the meme that matches your idea, which is you know that's that's pretty easy too. Yeah. Um, and then again, like we talked about, my personal favorite favorite which is what when like the content just creates itself and somebody just posts something that's just like asking for it where you're just like all right i don't even need to add a caption this is just hilarious i think it's needed i mean this that's what's great about the page is that it's just it's just needed we you know anglers need that 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 peg down you know well like i said earlier some people do need to be called out for their behavior and it's just a way to bring to bring light to that where it's like hey what you did was wrong you should know that it's wrong so now i'm gonna make fun of you so that everybody else thinks to themselves man i just don't i don't want to make it on that page so what do i need to do to to act right and and just make sure i'm following the rules i don't get cold now um how do you actually like make your memes like it's not very sophisticated okay. at all. So, like, can I, are, can I guess? Can you just go to a, a, a meme generator, put your stuff, screenshot it? And yeah, you're done? yeah, for sure. And even the ones that I use for the, for most of them are pretty rudimentary. It's like add add text like at the top, and so they look like memes from like 2008. Like it's basically, the like the most horrible like font and, and picture. 
there are other ways to do it. I, I haven't quite figured out like video memes. I'd like to get into that a little bit. I can do some GIF memes, but uh, yeah, it's mainly just a picture for just from a random uh, meme website. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not look. Quit your job. Leave your family. I want to see what you can do. Yeah, I feel like you're being time. held back. I feel yeah. like there's so much cool stuff you can be uh, letting loose on. But but again, it it needs to be super simple. That's yeah. that's why it's uh it, it's funny is because it's just. It's just a picture with words. It doesn't, you know, the more sophisticated you try to make it, you know, you're kind of taken away from it. Oh, yeah. I right. mean, just like, it just needs to be like the classic style of picture of the text, you know. It gets the point across. Yeah. Are you related to Hallerbutts? Shout out to Hallerbutts. No, I'm not <laughs> related to Hallerbutts. Uh, we are in the same vein. Hallerbutts is on another level, though. So if you guys don't follow Hallerbutts, check out Hallerbutts. I think that he it's he didn't take it up a notch. He takes it up two notch into a realm <laughs> of bizarreness. Not not like oh this is funny. I'm gonna make fun of this. It's like next level weird on, on some of the stuff to where you're like what yeah what does that even mean I would mean? agree with yeah, that yeah 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 so whoever you are Hallerbutts you're doing a good job. I get it. It's funny, uh, but it's also like. A little, a little weird, you know. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to take it as far as he does. I don't want to say, you know, Howler Butts, stop doing what you're doing because I, I like it. You know, there's, there always needs to be somebody who's taking it further than you are. It's like stand up comedy. If you're yeah. offended, maybe it's your problem that, that you know, that you're offended. Maybe you're, maybe comedy isn't for you if you're offended by something. So, Howler Butts, keep, keep doing it, man. Sorry about your recent uh, conflict online, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you get back back up and running. Uh, it, I think he is. <laughs> he li- he li- I think he just lives on and took, yeah. took, yeah. took Sorry, off bro. the little bottom dash. Great name. <laughs> How yeah. 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 And see, you're worried about getting a, a s- s- little email from Alvin. <laughs> I can only imagine what emails oh, he's man. getting. Yeah. <laughs> he's got half the stand on him. <laughs> so many people ask, like, they want to know who you are. And it feels weird. Knowing that we're the only ones who know, like, do you guys feel like cool because we're in the know? What do you mean? Well, that we know, Mister Drama Lupe. I mean, I, I, I want to believe that you are this page. So here's the thing about all all of this, right? Is that if I told, if I revealed my identity, because at this point it's just a bit, like I've gotten away with it, so I'm just going to stay anonymous. But if I were to reveal my identity, the collective following, the whole fly fishing community, would just be let down because it would be a non-event because I'm a very low profile person. I'm not super connected to lots of guides and, uh, and you know, fly fishing figures. So if I said, my name is so-and-so I live here and here's my real Instagram handle. 99.9% of the people would go, well, who the fuck is that guy? I don't, I don't, even, I don't even know who that, who that is. You know, oh, big, big deal. You know, who, who is this guy? It, w- it wouldn't matter. Well, I've seen people accused so, of being a drama loop, drama loop account. I, and that, that's funny to me. I, yeah. I, I, I love that. You feed I'm, into the yeah, fire. I'm, you know? I'm, I'm like, yeah, yeah, keep thinking it's that guy. You, know? <laughs> you go on your personal account and be like, so, oh, I bet it's this guy. You, you, guys, <laughs> you guys mentioned you feel like you're, you're cool sitting here doing this podcast. But like when I first started the page, I, I saw on several occasions other pages post like a text of them typing, no, I am not Drama Lupe, <laughs> like a funny page, but, but it's, it's not me. And I was like, yes, people think it's other people. They have no idea it's me. This is sick. Like, I, I just like that, that, that idea that at least people were noticing. They thought it was funny. And there was like a little bit of wonder, like, oh, who is it? Oh, I don't know who it is. But again, I'm nobody special. And so if I revealed who I was, everybody would just be like, ah, who cares? Yeah, whatever. I don't even know who that guy is. So I'm just going to keep on going with the uh, anonymous yeah. aspect. Do you, do you feel a little bit like you have like a secret identity? 
there's like a sense of power yeah i live a double life and like i can like make fun of people and like post about them and and they they can message me and talk shit or or like say like oh i'm gonna fight you or blah 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 and it's like yeah bring it on dude whatever so find me uh, yeah (laughs) maybe maybe, yeah maybe i am hiding behind that a little bit but you know that that's fine too so i'll just keep rolling with it yeah that's awesome uh what's the proper way to cast net for trout that was another question by the way you need to be under a bridge (laughs) (laughs) you gotta have a bucket and you Wait, gotta what, ha- what's the bucket for? <laughs> <laughs> That's for dinner, dude. <laughs> you got to have a way to get your bucket to your truck without without being seen. So, and how many of your drinks do you need to have in your in your cooler to to be cool? What did you call it already? Your mountain mountain stream? What is this? The you're, bush? You're doing brew. You're doing, doing brew. brew. Yeah, how many doing brews in your? And then it was the Baja your, cast and blast. in your Arctic in your Arctic yeah. cooler, your I igloo think, cooler. I think that if your bucket. You, I think if you're cast netting for trout, you're probably drinking Modelo's. <laughs> yeah, or just nice. bush straight. Yeah, I think you have other things to worry about if that's <laughs> if that's what you're doing. <laughs> so, great great question. Oh. I'll have to get my cast net out. Try it this, this next year. Yeah. How often do you fish the quad for trout? It's decreased a little bit in the past few years. So, like, when we first got the boat, I think we probably went, like, 10 times, maybe 12 times. And then, you know, it comes down a little bit, four or five times. I think last year I probably only went, like, three or four times. Um, Early on when I first started trying to understand the fishery, you know, you go into a fly shop and you're like, all right, I want to fish the guad. What, what do I do? What, you know, if you're, especially if you're new to fly fishing. And so 99.9% of the guides and the people fly fishing there are going to be using a double nymph rig under an indicator, right? So, so if you go into a fly shop, they're going to say, okay, well, usually you do, you do an attractor nymph or an attractor fly and then a dropper fly. And here's how it works. And you do split shot and you do you know, a strike indicator. And so I think I had tried that a few times and maybe, you know, got frustrated, might've caught a fish and then ended up back into a fly shop. And I kind of was like, dude, nymphing sucks. Like, is this, is this really how you do this? Like, I don't like nymphing. And I remember being told like, oh no, you can, you can just use a streamer if you want. And so you're like, oh, badass, like one fly and I get to cast more and I get to like retrieve it back in and fish it, like like bass fishing. And they're like, yeah, just, just do that. So as soon as I figured that out, I was like, okay, streamer fishing is more fun. I still will nymph every once in a while. I'll I'll, like, if let's say I was going to fish the Guadalupe this coming weekend, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to nymph. Like I haven't nymphed in a while. I want to catch a few fish. And then like seven minutes into your trip, you get like tangled up and you're like, oh, (laughs) this i'm gonna i'm gonna tie on a streamer and i just end up streamer fishing so that's that's like been my whole experience is i would rather catch like two or three like good fish on a streamer instead of like four or five nymphing or or whatever the number is i think i'd rather just streamer fish and so i caught caught on to that early on and so most of the time i'll 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 throw streamers just just because that's just what i prefer i just think it's more fun yeah what uh, what's your most memorable fish on the fly? Oh man, okay. I've I've caught I caught this. I'll say five or six pound bass, just because you, you know we're fishermen, we lie. But I think it really was <laughs> like five, probably five pound bass. 
on the San Marcos River, and I was overnight camping with a group of my best friends. And so we're at the camp oh, spot. We're at the camp spot. We we set up camp and sleep overnight, and we wake up the next morning and like kind of start to stir around. And I think that one of my buddies was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna get out there and kind of like piddle around." It wasn't in a spot that was like super filled uh, with current or anything. And so I'm like, "All right, cool." You know, it's, it's you know I'm half asleep. I'm like, I'm gonna get out there too. And so. I hook into this bass and you know, you kind of do that thing where you're like, Hey, Hey guys, I got a, I got, I got a pretty good fish on. And I'm like, get the camera. You know, everybody has <laughs> said that to their buddy, like get the camera, get the camera. <laughs> and, and so by that time, as I'm fighting this fish, like there's like four or five guys lined up on shore, like watching me. So like pressure's on at, and the, the bass is doing like all the acrobatics, like flying up and down. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to lose this fish. Like there's nothing more acceptable right now than for me to lose this fish. That would just be super textbook. Like just what I told you all about earlier. Like that's what's going to happen. Is I'm, I'm, I'm going off. to lose this fish. But I actually, I landed this fish. I got him in the kayak, paddled the kayak back to shore and just caught this behemoth largemouth bass on the Guadalupe River. I think that that is the most uh, memorable fish just because, you know, you're there with your with your boys. You're, you're already, like, making memories doing the, the camping overnight trip. And then when somebody catches a fish like that, it's like, oh, my God. Sometimes it's still, you know, it, it, it'll, it, it hits you like, man, I could never catch a fish again like that my entire life. That that could be it, you know. And so sometimes that hits me, <laughs> and, and I, I think about that. But, yeah, probably probably that one. Yeah, for sure. I'll show you all a picture. Do later. you do a lot of overnight camp trips on the river? We do at least one a year. That's that's like our, our standard is one per year. It's always the San Marcos, but uh, last year we did the Upper Guadalupe, which is flowing at zero CFS right now, but it rained the week of our trip, and okay. we, we got to do it at 200 CFS. And so that's nice, actually okay. like unheard of on the Upper Guadalupe. So we had great... Uh, great water on that particular wow. trip. Yeah. How many do you do one night, couple nights? Uh, we've done one and two nights. The, the last time we went, it was like, you know, screw it. Let's just, let's just do two nights. Um, you know, it doesn't, because when you do two nights, you can start Friday evening. It doesn't matter if you start at six or seven because your only objective for that day is to just find a decent place to camp right. and just get there and camp. And then it's like the next day, that's when all the action is. So um, one or two nights is probably the sweet spot. Haven't done the Devils, but have done the Guadalupe, Upper Guadalupe and San Marcos River. We need to do a trip like that. Like yeah. an easy couple night, one, two night float trip sort of thing. We camp along the way. It's my favorite thing to do. It's yeah. it's my absolute favorite thing to what do. What time of year do y'all do it? We usually do it in the fall, so like first weekend of October. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, weather's still pretty nice. You can still, mm-hmm. you know. That's, that's right in that sweet spot where you can catch like fun in the sun during the day, get in, swim, not be cold, and then still get like comfortable temperatures at, night. at night. Yeah. Yeah. What is some of your go-to gear for like an overnight camp trip? So you, the first thing that you have to do is, is understand that at any point in time, you could flip over and all of your stuff could, could uh, garage sale, just be gone, you know, bye-bye, or, or get soaking wet. So everything needs to be watertight or waterproof. So you want to have, like, one bag with all of your camp stuff in it, like tools and supplies and campfire stuff, a cooler with everything, and then, um, like, just some sort of additional, like, you know, Yeti Panga bag or whatever, like with your tent and, and everything like that. So now are you guys doing this on the boat or are you doing this on kayaks? We're kayaks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kayaks. I haven't taken the big boat on an overnight trip just cause it's so much easier to maneuver in the kayak. So mm-hmm. go to gear, uh, try to keep it as simple as possible and then only sort of allow yourself some nice luxuries, maybe some nice food and stuff like that. But then just, you know, everything I need, nothing I don't. So maybe one, maybe two rods, just a tent, a sleeping bag, 
Um, and then like a couple sets of clothes, and then you're you're pretty much set. Mm-hmm. Your yeah, Modellos, no. your bucket, and yeah. your net. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no net. I don't need a bucket. Oh, you're talking about cast net. No, no, I don't. No, I don't need any of that. No, no. That's cool, man. That yeah, that'd be that'd be a cool thing. Yeah, right. We don't need to do a well, five I mean, I've done trip. Yeah. The first, one. I do want to do the Devils though. I, yeah. I, I do too, but I don't think it's gonna yeah. be our first trip. Just do one, two nights, you know. San Marcos is where it's at. Yeah, yeah, it's a really underrated river. Um, great place. Lots, lots of places to camp. And I still never fished San Marcos. I've heard oh, the Brazos dude. is good for that too. Yeah, down from like Possum Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's like sixteen miles where it's just like absolutely nothing. You're in the middle of nowhere. Isn't so. it closed right now? Yeah. It's all on yeah. fire. Speaking of, oh, I, I, I do have a funny story about overnight camping. So um, the last time we went, it was actually ended up just being three of us. And all three of us absolutely conveniently just forgot to mention to our wives <laughs> that we might be in an area that may not have cell service. <laughs> and so we we got on the water and and got to our campsite. And all three of us were like, oh, well, no, bi- <laughs> no big deal. We, you know, we don't have service. But it was like, dang, I forgot to tell my wife that I may not have service. So, like, they know what we're doing. They know where we're at. It's no big deal to us. But it was a big deal to them. So, like, all all three of us were in the doghouse, like, the next morning. So, like, as soon as we got on, back on the river and started paddling down river and got into an area where we did have service, all three of our phones were just like, ding, 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 ding. Sorry. Hey, yeah, sorry, sorry. We just, we, you know, you get chewed out and you move on. You know, we're used to it. So, yeah. No, that's that's a good thing to note too. You never know if you're doing like like you said, wilderness trip, you may not have service. We just forgot to tell like it, yeah. if if we were like, hey, where we're going, we wouldn't have service. Then they would have all been like, okay, whatever. And, but and we forgot to mention that. But, but yeah. not just that. It's just it, it's a thing that you guys knew was a possibility. Yeah. It's just did it's the wives communicate with each other? I, oh, they were. Out. I bet they, they were all yeah. on yeah. talking to each other. And their worst like worst possibility like they flipped or yeah <laughs> they they the were river. like calling the campground that dropped us off and we're like, have you seen them? And they were they were like, yeah, we saw them last night. They were flying <laughs> last night. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god so like oh my yeah actually calling the campground and everything i did that one time i went camping in colorado and uh kendall thought we were going to come back on monday but we were coming back on tuesday and same thing we we're in these mountains and there's no cell service at all and she's just i come back to to lions and all of a sudden i pull in and there's like ding 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 like when am i picking up from the airport are you there what's going on and i was like no it was tomorrow <laughs> oh nice what is the greatest, what is your favorite meme that you've created? Man, that Alvin Dito one that I showed you guys <laughs> was pretty good. Um, um, I really like the, another American Psycho one, the one where he's like looking at the business card, but yeah. it, but instead it's the uh, the GRTU tag. <laughs> I think that, I, I really like that one. The ones that I think are my favorite are probably ones that I laugh the hardest at, but that may not be really that funny <laughs> yeah. like to everybody else. Oh, man. Um, uh, the ones that really kind of do call out GRTU like sign up system we're, we're pretty pretty easy that's pretty much that's like low hanging fruit like okay yeah you guys suck you can't get it together so I'm just gonna make fun of you you know you can crank out like four or five memes on like that day alone just from from there uh, oh when all the people from, posting from like it's just people going to pages what's wrong with what's the going GRTU? on what's going yeah, on yeah like, yeah yeah <laughs> Dude, there are some great ones. Some of the there. early, some of the early. If if you go to the I love page the and one. then scroll back all the way to the to the very beginning, those are are some of the 
the better ones. Um, and then another favorite is this guy who posted on Facebook. This one has 44 comments, not likes, 44 comments. And this is, this is the post that this guy made. Some fun on the guad and a bonus 28-inch trout for the Traeger tonight. Caught many fish today and a steelhead. Pretty much, oh, yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, and two to three golden trout. Those were a first. Had to swap up between the fly rod and the spinning rod on the action. Nice 20 fish half day. When you only get to keep one fish over 18 inch, you might as well keep the biggest one. And then in some of the comments, uh, someone was like, steelhead? And he was like, yeah, uh, you know, steelhead, blah, blah, blah. And it's also basically a cutthroat hybrid, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so this guy was just so, so far into his own little world that, it, it, like, he was getting called out by all these other people in the comments on, on Facebook. So Facebook, by the way, is the best. That's where like the best material comes from is because all, all the kooks are on Facebook basically. So that's where like everybody's like, Hey, check out this fish I caught and kept. And then everyone's like, you know, that's not legal size and you're not supposed to keep them in that area. And it's like, whatever, it's my right. You know, <laughs> and, and so, so all of, a lot of the best content is sourced from, from Facebook. What do you think the, uh, the downside to social media is? It's far in the fly in in the fishing fly fishing community. I think that there is a lot of pressure on catching fish. When uh, you know the reality of it is, is that you're not always going to go out and catch fish or catch something that you want to take a picture of and post to Instagram. And so, uh, I, I get bummed when I get skunked because you wanna you wanna catch fish. You want to you want to get some of those good pictures in the mix too. You want to show those to people, and so I think that there is a lot of unfair pressure on on getting skunked or, or not catching like trophy fish every time you go out. So there, uh, you know, it's important to remember that not everybody talks about that time that they got skunked. They only post the picture when they catch that mm. you know the the nice fish. So that, you know, just remember that everybody gets skunked. Everybody has those kind of crappy days. Um, so that's number one, and then you know. I'm like that Star Wars meme, the, the hate fuels me, you know, I get, I get that content, uh, you know, from the hate or, or whatever, but there, there, there is a lot of, uh, unnecessary hate. And again, it's, it goes back to what we talked about earlier. You can't take yourself too yeah. seriously. So, um, I don't know, women in fly fishing, they, they, they probably get a lot of hate too, just because it's like, all right, are you posting this? Cause you want to show off your booty or because, uh, you want to promote fishing. So I don't know. Uh, do you think that social media is a net positive or a net, is oh, a no. net negative? Hands down, it's a net positive. Uh, social media gets more people into fishing. It, 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 it tells people who are thinking about fishing, like, oh, that looks fun. I want to try that. Um, you know, it, it just puts pictures of and videos of fishing in front of more people. So that's a net positive because more people are getting into the sport. And, um, you know, a smaller amount of positive posts will outweigh a larger amount of negative posts because that will end up being, you know, it'll have a bigger effect on, on people. You know, if you post a picture of a kid that catches a fish, there's going to be a laundry list of people that are just like, way to go, you know, keep it up, blah, blah, blah. So I, you know, I think it's absolutely a net positive. Awesome. That's a good point. Most people, when we ask that question, they, they want to say it's a net negative or most a neutral, you know, but it's a good point. No, I think it's I think it's positive. It's just so much easier to talk about the negative aspects um, when you know it's it's just easier to ignore all, all the good stuff. But the, yeah. if, if you look, there's definitely you know a lot more good things happening on social media than the negative stuff. Lots of how-to videos. YouTube is great. You know, YouTube um, 
huge fly fisherman. If you guys mm-hmm. uh, follow Ben, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he he's we need to get him on the show. That would be awesome because he he's you know I'm copying his model because he's on a whole nother level. He's reaching a, a really really wide audience and and saying here's what I make fun of and here's why and he's just really transparent. Yeah, I, I'm making fun of this because you should get made fun of. This this is wrong. You should be doing this. And he he kind of takes that negative stuff and turns it into a into a positive. So, uh shouts to him. He's he's doing a great job. I really enjoy his videos, his content, his Instagram page. It kind of started out pretty pretty similar to what, you know, what we're doing over here, you know, just calling people out and you know, being a jerk on the internet just to just to be funny and, and to get likes and has taken sort of taken that and turned it into you know lots of good youtube content and probably getting a lot more people into fly fishing yeah. get, getting people pumped up so even if you're a new fly fisherman or you're you're an existing fly fisherman when i see stuff online it makes me want to go fish i'm like yeah. I, I get fomo like i'm like oh i gotta get out there i gotta go i gotta plan a trip I, you know i i want to be doing what they're doing so it just i think it gets more people out there yeah no i think that's yeah. good and I think your page, too, I mean, like, it kind of teaches people what not to do on the river, you know? Like, what people get called out for. Yeah, I mean, I, like we talked about earlier, it's 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 a good thing to have, and I'm glad it's there, and I'm glad you can go back and laugh at it and go, yeah, he did that, it was wrong. Hopefully they learn from it. Yeah. Well, you know? and, a, and a lot of it is, like, self-reflection, too. Like, exactly. some of the funniest memes, like, oh, crap, I've done yeah, that. Yeah, I've totally, yeah, I've totally oh, done that. Yeah, you know? that's funny because, because... I have done that before. Yeah. Um, but you're not the one being put on the meme. You're right. just like realizing that, oh, I've had that moment too. It's funny. And I think another thing to point out with the meme pages too is like, remember like you said earlier, it's comedy. It's really like, I, yeah. I think of it as, as comedy. And uh, because because it is, it's funny. And Do you view it that way? Me. Do you think at first and foremost it's a, uh, a comedy page? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, that's what I want to do is I, I, I want it to be funny. I want to uh, laugh at my own joke because if I don't think it's funny, I don't want to put it out there. And I think that if I can make people laugh and call out somebody at the same time, like, hey, there are people out there that do this. You know, we're making fun of you over here, so just <laughs> so you know. So try not to do that. That That's the basic message of the page is, hey, if, you, if, you're, if you're doing – ABC activity, I'm going to make fun of you. So, so if your motivation is to not make it to our page, that's fine with me. Yeah. I want to be on your page. What do you guys think about keeping fish legally? I don't have a problem with people legally keeping fish. I don't think I want to eat a pellet head trout, but I'd try other stuff. (laughs) I've had pellet trout. Fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think... Are we talking about trout or just keeping fish in general? I I guess trout, yeah. Like it, I, trout it's funny. on the Guadalupe. I, it depends on the fish because like panfish I, don't care. Yeah, bass. And I I've I don't had, want I don't I, want anybody eating a bass. I've had gar uh, steamed, you know, stuffed and steamed in a in a uh, uh, foil, and it was one of the most amazing fishes I've ever eaten. Really, it was delicious. Yeah. Well, I, so I would say for me, it depends on the fish. White and bass. Where I'm at. White bass, hundred percent keeping them. Yeah, bass, panfish, probably not. Trout depends on the situation. I will say I I have caught a huge alligator gar, and I kept it. I was on a bachelor party, conventional fishing trip, and everybody they all wanted to keep fish. It wasn't my bachelor party. I was there having fun. Kept the fish. We ended up eating all of it, so none of the meat went to waste. We made gar balls. Um, I think we tried them. We did. And then I took them to uh, another buddy's bachelor party, 
which always the same group of people, but another guy getting married later. And we made like the rest of it into garballs. But a lot of people messaged me like, Hey, why'd you keep that fish? Um, because it was like an 80, 90 pound fish. It yeah. was, it was a huge fish. And then, you know, like digging into it a little bit more. Well, a 90 pound gar is like 60 years old and it's a breeder fish and people are bow fishing gar and just throwing them up on the bank, maybe eating them, maybe not, but numbers are declining. And that's kind of made me think, man, really wish I wouldn't have kept that fish now. And I probably won't keep another gar. Yeah. So although I did keep it and did utilize all the meat, some like self-reflection on that event has like, I uh, probably won't keep another one. Yeah. Plus, it wasn't that great. Yeah. Uh, I think the only time, or the only time I've kept a trout was when I was in an area and I like gut hooked it and the, the fish was dying. Totally. You know? Yeah. And I was in an area yeah. where I was legally allowed to keep the fish and I was like, well, I wasn't planning on keeping any fish, but I've already killed it. I'm going to go ahead and take with me. And then because of that, I think I caught like two more fish at the cooler. Um, see, I think if I took my daughter and we did it, just just let her see it from start to finish. Yeah, I'd be down to do it, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not. Just caught one. What yeah, do you think? I I'm not going to call people out on keeping it, and I think that that is if that's what they want to do, I'm I'm fine with it. Um, I just always go back to just because it's legal doesn't mean it's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Like in Texas, you can shoot mountain lions. There's there's no restrictions right. on mountain lions, but they're actually pretty cool animals. They're, you know, their numbers are limited and maybe we shouldn't be shooting mountain yeah. lions. But if your argu- if your only argument is, well, it's legal and it's my right to, maybe you should just be really thinking about how many fish you're keeping or why you're keeping them. Or, you know, just, just, you know, it always goes back to just respecting the resource, right? Yeah. So if, if uh, yeah, if you do gut fish, uh, gut hook a fish, or if you, you're with a kid or you, you really like the taste of one, man, I mean, Go for it. But don't yeah. get your five. Go to the car, drop it off, come back down to catch five more. No, that's a thing. Legal. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah, legally, not poaching. No, but even then, I mean, I'm typically I'm going to catch and release. Like I said, the, the only fish I've caught was that one. And I've caught a couple of redfish that I've kept. Um, and I typically, if I catch a fish, it's because I have a plan to cook it like that night. So then the next you question know. is, see if I can, if I keep is the lower Guadalupe... A trout fishery. If we're dumping in thousands upon thousands every year, and even this year well, we had wild fish before 104 degree summer. How? Yeah, how I think so. Wild? Yeah, I think so. If if they made keeping fish illegal and made it catch and release only 100, percent regardless of how you feel about that, if somebody yeah. just came in and dropped the hammer and said this is how it's going to be, I think it would be so sustainable. Why, why hasn't it been done? Because. Uh, you know, people feel like if, if Texas Parks and Wildlife is going to be stocking or doing a portion of the stocking, mm-hmm. that's paid for by tax dollars and hunting and fishing licenses. And so, you know, the vast majority of those people want to keep the fish. And so it all kind of goes back to yeah. appeasing. Well, also, that's true. I also think, like, if we have some good years where we have water, the lake is full, they have good flows, it's not a problem. This year, I'd be very surprised with the heat that we've had for the sustained amount of time, because we've had these temps before, but not for the sustained amount of time, I would be surprised if there's any fish. Right. Oh, I don't think any. This year. Uh, maybe a handful, but. Have you all ever done um, the holdover tournament that they have every mm-hmm. year? I've done it once. Um, I think the year that I did it, like, 
four fish were caught. So they're there, but it's like one or two fish per run in the uppermost stretches. And they're, they're right there in the fast, cold and deeper pools where they're, where they're safe and protected. So any, you know, anything further, you know, maybe Rio at the lowest, um, but anything further Rio, than that Rio and up. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the fact that the upper guard limits it to one because then it makes it almost like not worthwhile, you know? But do you think the people who are catching are poaching? Do you think they're catching more than one and keeping them? I don't know. At the dam, I have seen it happen. And the whole river is one a day per at, person, right? At, no. No. At, at the dam and at the lowest part, we sat RV park or uh-huh. whatever. It's five fish. Five fish any size, whatever. Oh, okay. No, uh, yeah, it's five fish. Not that it matters. They're all small And then anyway. the, like, the middle section, it's one fish over 18 inches yeah, per day. Right. Within the trout lease section or whatever. I, I like purposefully don't pay attention to those regulations because I'm just like, I don't, what do I care? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. don't, I, don't even, I don't even need to know. Yeah. So, anyways. No, that makes sense if you're not planning on. And yeah. if you're on the lease, you sign a commitment that you're not going to keep any fish yeah. anyway. Yeah. So, I've never had to worry about it before. No. But this year that I'm not signing up, maybe... <laughs> the gears are turning a little bit. Maybe I'll keep a fish. I don't know. I know that uh, in Fredericksburg, the Fre- uh, the Fre- Fredericksburg fly fishers, they do a trout stocking lease program on some creeks around Fredericksburg. And what they do is it's it's catch and release until a certain point. Yeah. And then like I don't know. Let's just say like March first, it's like free game. Yeah. You I've been on the, I've been on that on yeah. that lease. And, yeah, and I'm and like that. Cool. That's actually kind of a good program because realistically especially this year, most of the trout in the guad are going to die. And so it's like at that point, should you like let it be for enjoyment for most of the season and then open it up to keeping fish at the end of the season? That might be a good a good model. I don't know. It is kind of fun walking down there and seeing a guy in his onesie jacket opening his can of corn and throwing it on a fly rod, which I've seen happen yeah. several times. Hey, I've seen a, a guy throw Texas rig on a fly rod before. I've oh, seen really? it all. I've yeah. I've found big big silver spoons and all you know all types of Rapalas and everything all over the trout section. Yeah. I've I've seen it all, man. Yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen a guy come in with just an ultralight and a little like little Berkeley worm, you know, and a little jig and just take his five within ten minutes. It was crazy. Oh yeah, like the people who just like pulling the rooster tails. Yeah, just, yeah, good. It's time. over. Get all right, the, get the fish grips out. The camo waders. Here's a good question. If they did a release at Brackenridge Park, <laughs> uh-huh. would you A, go out there to fish them, and B, would you eat that fish? No. No to both. No, no to both. I have fished some of the ponds around here whenever they do the trout release, and it is just, oh. Oh, the Miller's Pond one? No. That Miller's Pond one, I remember going out there when they did it when I first started, uh-huh. and they did a release out there, and it was like, I'm going to find a dead body. No, it wasn't Miller's Pond, the one I went to, but it's just like literally it's shoulder to shoulder. Like it's tighter than it is at the quad. Yeah, okay. And it's like just, on release day? Uh, no, like even like a week later. Mm. Just like anytime you go on a Saturday or Sunday after they release in, in a few of those ponds, it's like honestly, it's crazy. And everyone's throwing conventional, so like I, I've never caught anything either. I've seen a couple of releases on the south side where they, they did the release and, like, everyone's standing by the truck and they they just dump them. Oh, and everyone starts that. throwing all their stuff, like, right there by the truck and, you know, nothing happening. 
you know. Just put a gill net up. They just have to <laughs> go right through <laughs> it. <laughs> it's uh, only get the big ones. I mean, it's cool. I mean, again, those are for the kids, but it's still funny to see those kids setups and seeing guys roll up in their you know, Orvis waders and everything and get their their fly rods out and go cast. I'm like, what are you, what are you all doing? <laughs> but they do. So, you know, trout fishing on the Guadalupe, let's be real, it is overrated, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit. But there are those days, like we talked about earlier, when you're like, man, it's cold, it's raining. I think those are great. And, and to your point. It's something where I can, especially if I'm standing out there and I'm alone yeah. and I'm surrounded by, you know, these big-ass cliffs and there's not, you're in an area where there's not houses, it feels pretty badass yeah. to be fishing for trout in central Texas yeah. And then you, and then to top it all off, you have a good day. You catch a few trout. Um, th- those are the days that really make it worth it. But everything else, it's just kind of like, eh, well, whatever. You know, Guadalupe is a little overrated. No, I, yeah. I see your point on that. I think it's it's awesome when it's you know thirty eight degrees. You know, got out there first thing in the morning, first light. You know, your guides are freezing. It, it, being in there is cool. Until you get off about ten thirty, eleven o'clock, and everyone's showing up and. Or where you have a day where you're like on fire and you're catching five, six, seven trout. And then you like, if I, if I call up and I'm like, Hey, Landon, let's go fishing, dude. I fucking tore it up. You know, the other day, let's, let's go back and you go to the same spot with the same flies and you're just totally humbled and you get skunked. It's like, what is wrong with this river? Like (laughs) why, what is happening right now? I literally was tearing it up last week, doing this exact same thing under the exact same conditions. And these fish are not having it today. So I, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I would be, I would get humbled, you know, pretty frequently to where I'll have really good days and then really, really bad days trying like the same, you know, doing the exact same thing. So I don't know. And I, and I do, it is a hard fishery to learn. Yeah. Very hard fishery. Oh, no, it took me a few times. It took me like six trips before I, when I first started like a couple, gosh, probably like six or seven years ago. It took me like six trips. And you can dial it. Why can't I catch? A fish, and then once you like it clicks, and you start like putting those puzzle pieces together, yeah, you kind of it starts rolling. It does, yeah. Yep. Mr. Dramalupe, you have anything else you want to share before we uh, end the show, guys? If you don't already follow, follow at Dramalupe, yes, underscore River. Check out the page. I'll try. Is it to... just an Instagram page? Do you have like? It's just an Instagram okay. page. Yeah, that that that's it. And I will only just try to make funny stupid memes i'll probably never do anything else with it um but i'll try to keep it you know like i said sometimes i just go through periods of inactivity and then all of a sudden something will hit me and i'll just think of it and it'll you know i'll, I'll get a, a yeah, really a few posts for really, a really fire meme going so uh it, do you it, recommend uh, that people send stuff to you do you like that I, I do just don't expect me to use it or don't be offended if i if i just uh like your message and then don't like don't use it or anything like that. But <laughs> yeah, I've used, I've used some people. There was a guy like scuba diving with a metal detector, uh, one time, like right in the middle of trout season. Um, wait, what? <laughs> he had a wetsuit. There's a picture of a guy. He wasn't scuba diving, but he had a full head to like head hood wetsuit on with a metal detector. Um, by one of the weirs as like guides are floating by and, and fishing. Somebody sent me that and that's I was like, yeah, that that one, right. Yeah, wait, wait, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So there, you know, if there, there is stuff that, that I'll use, but just don't be mad if I, if I don't. So 
is your wife tired of, of this meme page already? I feel like there's stuff that I do. I'm like, oh, man, look at this. And my wife's like, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. No, <laughs> she she gets it. But it, it's like, oh, are you working on your on your drama lupe meme page or whatever? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> what does she feel? How does she feel about you leaving, leading this, like, secret double life? She thinks it's funny. She's interested in it. She's like, how many followers do you have? I'm pretty sure that this drum Lupe page has more followers than like my personal Instagram. So it's my bigger account, believe it or not. But uh, she just, and then I'm like, no, don't, don't follow the drum Lupe page. Cause then that could lead you back to me, you know? So, so, you know, I have instructions oh, for yeah, her. So you yeah, don't yeah, lead yeah. You back to me. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. No. So she, she kind of, uh, she gets bits and pieces of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Come up with a really good one. You're like, see, look at this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I am. I'm like, yeah. see, aren't you proud? And she's like, no, I don't get it. <laughs> no clue what it means. <laughs> thanks for coming on, man. This was great. Yeah, was yeah, awesome. yeah thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah. you re- revealing yourself to us so we, could, we could share this. I know the listeners are really going to like it. Oh, yeah. And tried the do and brew. Yeah, drink a do and brew. Do's and brews. Yeah. Oh, man. Or try the uh, Baja cast and blast yeah. and let us know how it is. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Wow, blast well, uh, thanks for having me. Like I said, I'm sorry that you guys got so desperate that you had to bring on a, you know, <laughs> the creator of a. Of no a, man, I think a, oh, no. it's been a while. Here we are. Here We've we had are. some people yeah. that have been excited about when when Landon said you were coming on. I was like, oh shit, this yeah. is yeah. awesome. Yeah. They're good. Yeah, this is good. No, well, no I mean, I'm excited just talking and, about. And part of this for us too is like hanging out people with people that we would want to hang out with, not just getting like big. Right. Big, so like we we just have friends on people that we want to hang out with or people we want to meet, and you were definitely like part of that. So what if I was like super weird and awkward though, and then it would have just been weird. It still is weird because <laughs> you guys you guys had never met me. All you had done was mes- uh, yeah. message the drum. Yeah. Page. I did you didn't give have, you my you address. Did not have my phone number or anything like no. that. I we didn't know just, who you I were. Just been, we were taking yeah. a huge risk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we had confidence. And if you produce that level of meme, then you're you're uh, <laughs> when like, you're a good guy. Yeah, when I heard the Nortenio music blasting outside, I was kind of worried who we were going to let in the house. But no, this is perfect. <laughs> I'm really surprised. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, the podcast is fixed now. Yeah. Hopefully, if you have any issues on your feed, let us know so we can dive into it. But the podcast feed should be fixed. Until we get to uh, episode 200. So no, that'll no. happen all over again. 999. Oh, that's, that's the next that's number. That's the happen. next oh, number. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. We would really appreciate it if you guys left us a review on Apple. It helps us out. Um, otherwise, we'll catch you guys next week. We, uh, Zach, why don't you give a teaser for the following episode? Oh, Deep in the Heart? Deep in the Heart. Yeah, so uh, we've talked about this documentary a few times. Um Deep in the Heart is a documentary about Texas wildlife, and it really focuses on uh, some conservation aspects like uh, the mountain lions that you were talking about earlier, as well as a lot of our water sources and our rivers. And bears. And bears, right? So it is a phenomenal documentary. You could actually now uh, buy it or rent it on Amazon or Apple, and uh, we are having one of the cinematographers, Austin Alvarado, yep. I believe. He's going to be on here next week talking about the process they went through to get the shots, and um, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I yeah. watched it again yesterday, and yeah. I'm just saw it yesterday. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. it was the first time seeing it. Kids saw it. Wife saw it. Thought they all they have questions. The so voiceover is Matthew McConaughey. I mean, what's not to like about exactly. it? Exactly. 
It's everything Texas. Yeah, and if you're going to try to buy it on Amazon, note that they have changed their policy. You actually have to buy it through their website well, now. See, that's it's a giant pain. Wait, for wait, most what's of, the deal? For most of us in the world who have iPhones, it's always been like that because <laughs> iPhone has Apple TV. Yeah. Um, so if you had a uh, Android device and you've been able to buy media through your Amazon app, you can no longer do that. Right. If you're an Apple, just keep rocking and rolling. Wait, why is... Okay, I'm not understanding what's going on there. So Apple has a... A rule, essentially, if you have an app on their device, you cannot sell digital media like comics, books, uh, TV shows, or movies. They cannot sell it in the app to essentially encourage people to buy it through Apple Store rather than buying it through the Amazon Store. However, you can go to Safari and go to Amazon.com, buy it there, and then go back to the app and watch it there. It's not not against watching it. They just are trying to encourage people to buy it through their store and watch it through their app rather than the Amazon app. Apple has to wet the beak. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. So I don't think I've ever ran into that, but I usually buy it on Prime on the TV. That might be why. Yeah. Like movies and stuff, like and media. And actually, I think PlayStation has the same kind of rule as well. Yeah, something, so, yeah. There's something. Okay. It's just weird. But. Well, cool. All right, guys. We will catch you all next week. Look in the description below to find links to our website, online store, YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Discord server, and blog. Please send your podcast questions and inquiries to info at honeyholeangling.com. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you again next week.